Welcome back to Eddie's Launchpads, the Dogsthorpe Infant School podcast for parents, carers, teachers and schools. This is your captain speaking. We've been cleared for departure. Okay, Eddie, start the countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. You are listening to Launchpad, the Dogsthorpe Infant School podcast. Yes, welcome back to Dogsthorpe Infant School's podcast for parents, teachers and schools right across Peterborough and Cambridgeshire. Thank you for joining us and um, listening to our show. A big welcome to all the children who listen. I know primary school children locally listen. Uh, Welcome to the show. Thank you for listening. After half term, we've got some great plans set out for um, two things. Firstly, we'll be looking at climate change, which is a part of our new de- newly designed curriculum. And we'll also be looking at getting the children out into trying a bit of gardening, where the wild things grow, it's called. And so we are going to get them out, let them explore, go over to Ferry Meadows, go out into the fens. We've got lots of lovely, exciting things planned for you, children. But... I've got somebody on the show today who I wanted to get on the show. Up the Garden Bath is an award-winning Cambridgeshire community project. It's based in Peterborough. It works with local businesses to reduce waste and landfill and helps to create schools and early year settings with amazing activity workshops and their own unique planters for outdoor areas. And perhaps you might get a clue to what those planters look like with the title Up the Garden Bath. But to tell us all about it is one of the project leaders, Dave Poulton. Welcome to the show, Dave. Ah, Thanks for having me, Dave. It's great to be here. Now, could you explain, please, a little bit about Up the Garden Bath and what you do? Yeah, uh, we take old bathtubs and we upcycle them into educational planters, which we then donate to schools. And we go in and we teach children all about growing their own food, which is a life skill we all should have. I'm sure you agree. We introduce them to gardening because a lot of children don't have access to a green space. So this is the only chance they get their hands in the soil. Um, teach them about recycling. Obviously, we use our bath as a, an illustration of everything and anything can be reused, repurposed, recycled. Uh, teach them about sustainability uh, and wildlife preservation. Um, we use our baths to educate kids and it's the way forward. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, and I'm guessing that, um, you know, a lot of people are getting rid of their baths these days and just having the shower. Uh, I, I must admit that when I first came to Peterborough, I wanted to, I moved into a new house and I wanted to redesign that. And uh, one of the first things I thought, I'm going to get rid of the bath and have a, have a walking shower. And I'm, I'm ashamed to say that our plumber, and I'm going back uh, several years now, he took a sledgehammer to it and it you know, cracked it. And, and uh, he said, oh, these are always a job to get rid of. But I'm guessing that you're, you, you're inundated with baths, are you? We are now, yeah. Everyone sees what we do. Um, we have a lot of public donations from people that have their bath replaced. 
the contractor hasn't got the right waste license, so they leave the old bath with the person. They're then stuck with the problem. How do I get rid of this? And like you just said, Dave, getting rid of baths isn't easy. They're quite a bulky item. You either have to break them up and incinerate them, which is not the most eco way no. forward, or they go in landfill. And that's a big thing to go in landfill. Um, so, yeah, we get a lot of public donations from people who've had their bath replaced. Um, we've got contacts with local bathroom contractors. Most nights I'll come home and there'll be an old bath on my lawn, which is fine. <laughs> um, we also um, get a lot of baths from Mears Group and Cross Keys. Um, they're doing they're replacing all the old metal baths around the city uh, with the more modern fiberglass. So they give us the old ones. And there used to be a company called the Plum Centre. They now go under the name Wolseley uh, Group, I believe. They've got 400 branches around the UK. They sell baths. But if any of them baths get a slight scratch on them, they can't sell them. So they're then left with the problem, oh, dear, we've got hundreds of baths. They've just offered us 120 baths. (laughs) Problem I have is storing them. Um, Yeah, so we don't have any trouble. And I believe now, um, if you phone the council, you know you can have like five items taken away, bulky waste. Yeah. If one of them items is a bath, Peterborough City Council will give you our phone number and encourage you to phone us so we can come grab that bath instead of the council. So, yeah, we, we don't struggle for bath donations, it must be said. That's absolutely amazing. And uh, do you just work solely with schools or do you go, do you work an early year, cent- early year settings or do you go to other community based? It's, it's across the board. We do early years, um, we do KES 1 and 2. Um, we do a lot of community centres. We do what we call a build-a-bath day, where we take the bath and the wood, sort of like a kit form. It's prepped a little bit, but the idea is the community then build the bath mm. yeah, from scratch. So they're involved from the very outset. Um, that way they learn them basic transferable skills of DIY. And they feel engaged because they're part of the whole process. They build the bath, they plant the bath, they grow the plants, and then they harvest, and then we cook them together. So that's a really nice project that oh, we do. Oh, great. Uh, great. We did a great community project uh, for 26 ex-homeless individuals uh, on Lincoln Road. We built them a communal garden where they can grow their own food and learn about uh, where their food comes from. Like I said, that is a life skill we all should have. Um, lots of community projects around Peterborough where we identify little bits of land that are renowned for fly tipping and then we install our baths and we make them to look like giant bees or butterflies or ladybirds. I know you've seen the pictures. Um, the idea is hopefully it deters fly tipping, but it gives us a great opportunity to work with that community and bring that community together in a shared project. Social cohesion is so important. Yeah. We've done projects where people, they've lived next door to their neighbour for 10 years, but they don't even know their name. But by the end of the project, they're swapping phone numbers and sharing burgers on the barbecue. That's what we do. We unite and we bring people together. And I would imagine, particularly, this is particularly important for schools and teachers who are listening to this, that I would imagine it's a sort of great project where you could invite the parents in, particularly if the children are too young to actually build the the bath themselves. You could invite the parents of the children in and have a little club and get this plan to up and running using 
the, the, the social networking around the school. So that's a, a wonderful community project. And hopefully that will take a very important message to take back the parents, take back to their family homes. Yeah, definitely. There seems to be this image that children would rather plant a virtual carrot on a virtual farm. Yeah. It's not true. Yeah. As soon as they start engaging, start getting their hands in the soil, and that could be learning through play um, yeah. or a little bit more advanced where you move on to the recycling issues, etc. Children love it. Um, children naturally want to learn. Mm. And I feel it's down to the parents to try and inspire that in their children. Don't sit your kids in front of YouTube. Don't sit them in front of the telly. Mm. Get them outdoors. Gardening has been proven to be beneficial to Absolutely. mental and physical health. Yeah. Yeah. So even better when you do it with friends or family, because then it becomes a shared hobby, so to speak. Yeah. So, yeah, totally on board with that, Dave. So so for you parents who are out there listening to this, um, have, have a think about your garden. Uh, maybe it's just grass. Maybe you could find a little corner where you could grow something um, and grow some some plants or or some vegetables with your child. And and there's nothing better. Um, it's just as Dave was saying. It's just working with the child and through play, learning. And uh, what an amazing amazing project a gardening project would be. Um, for the teachers and the schools, maybe the, the senior leaders of, of schools, governors who are listening, I know we get listeners, thanks for that, governors, I know you listen. Um, if you wanted to, to book you, uh, if they wanted to book up the garden bath for a workshop, I know you've got a very long waiting list, but could you just share um, what you would do? You say you build the bath, but if we had you in for an activity workshop, what exactly do we get? It depends what time of the year it is, to be honest with you. We match our activities seasonally, um, i.e. we start propagating seeds in March time. Um, you don't need a fancy greenhouse. You don't need big, expensive plant pots. You can start seeds off in yogurt pots or butter dishes. Um, we do workshops where we focus on recycling. Um, so we bring in loads of different items. I'll give you an example, Dave. Um, a Lucasade bottle, yeah? The bottle itself is recyclable, but the cap isn't. Yeah, the red cap isn't. Most people bung, and I've got one next to me as a. Yeah. This yeah. wasn't pre planned. It's just my drink. Yeah. That isn't recyclable. That is. Yeah. yeah. Most people don't take that off. They throw the whole thing in the bin. It then won't go through the processing machines, and most of it doesn't end up in recycling. Same with a Pringle um, box, it's got a foil innard inside of it which means it's not recyclable but most people throw it in recycling yeah mm. and it's it's the small things um that we teach um we offer tailored workshops tailored to the age and learning ability of the students we with our baths and we're trying to get our baths one of our bath planters into as many schools in Peterborough as possible we've got a waiting list that is approaching 70 schools now which is an honor that means we're popular that means what we do is good um our issue is we never ask a school to pay we know schools are struggling financially so we try and relieve the burden from the school by getting a local uh, company or organization to sponsor the bath they get their name on a plaque they're helping their local school and giving back which is what local businesses should be doing it alleviates the 
financial burden from the school, like I say. It allows us to get more baths in without waiting on government funding or lottery funding, etc. Um, but it just means we have got a long waiting list. And when we do our workshops, we rock up with a bath um, designed to your requirements, either a giant bee or a ladybird or whatever. And um, we've even done a tractor version and we're about to do a train version for rail world, believe it or not. So that's exciting. Wow. wow. Um, so we install the bath. Um, children get to learn about the soil structure and soil. Um, and then it's a 90 minute to two hour educational workshop tailored to the age and learning ability of the students. And it's fun. It is fun. When you've got 30 kids running around a playground all pretending to be a bee, do you know what? No matter how sad you feel, that's going to lift you. That's going to lift you. Yeah, absolutely. If um, you, you say you've got a long waiting list, is that because you you physically, there's only a small number of you in the project, or is it because you can't find sponsors? Um, there's only two of us. There's myself and Kez. Right. We formed this project February 2020. Uh, probably the worst time in the world to do anything, to be honest mm. with you, because six weeks later, the world just went into meltdown. Um, we couldn't get anywhere near a school, community centre or care home for the first 12, 18 months mm. of the project. And it is very hard to run a community project when you're not allowed to interact with the community. So the first year and a half was really hard work. Um we usually supplement our team uh, with government um, referrals from the DWP. And we had some Kickstarters when that campaign was on, and we had some interns last year. This year, there are no schemes for young people to get into employment at all, which sort of restricts us a little bit. We have just teamed up with Inspire Education Group. Um, their carpentry students are now making some of our baths as part of their GMBQ in carpentry. Um, so that helps. Um, we're about to move into a new workspace so we can then increase the amount of baths. It's chicken and egg. It's all about, because we are a new community project, not trying to overreach and just slowly building within our capacity. Um, we've recently been nominated for a National Lottery Award where we potentially could win £70,000. And we're going to find out about that in early June. Um, but £70,000... Uh, funding for the project allows us to employ and then it allows us to just grow no yeah unintended but allows yeah. us to grow yeah 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 and, I, and i'm guessing that because it's a community project would you or, or maybe there's insurance issues but would you if somebody came and volunteered their time for nothing would you yeah. you would you would happy, always happily welcome. Ha always, always welcome well there we there, there we are i mean what an amazing project this is do you know um i i grew up in kent uh, in a little village in kent and there was a big water trough in our village and uh, when i i'm going back now to the mid 50s and a long long time ago um and the the horses and the cattle on market day used to stop at this this thing and and have a drink and then all of a sudden, the local council decided they weren't going to do anything with it. And it stood idle and it just stood there and nobody ever used it. And pe and I must admit, the animals weren't using it anymore because we transported everything by, by vehicles by that time. And um, somebody, and I never knew as a boy who it was, put soil in it and planted it. 
And every time we went by, it was they were perennial plants, and they it was every year. I don't know who weeded it. I never saw anybody do it, but I thought, what an amazing idea! And here you are, all those decades on, seventy years later, here you are doing it for our for our wonderful schools of Cambridgeshire. Dave, thank you for all you do. Um, if people want to know more about Up the Garden Bath. I'm guessing the website is the place to go. Uh, yeah, um, website is upthegardenbath.co.uk. We are also across all social media. That's uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We have also got a YouTube channel where we've started doing some little mini tutorials. Um, yeah, it's easy to find us. We are unique. There's not many upcycling bath businesses in the country. In fact, there's only one and that's us um so much so that we are already being approached by other councils about rolling out up the garden bath into their counties so we are growing quite rapidly um yeah so you can find us at upthegardenbath.co.uk or find us on any social media platform that's fantastic well thanks for your time today dave uh long may your wonderful project continue and hopefully Hopefully, after when we've worked our way through all the queue, the long, long queue, hopefully you'll come to our school and uh, we can sort something out. I'm sure we'll get somebody to get sponsorship. It's uh, getting hold of your precious time, but we'd love to have you at Dogsthorpe Infants. I'd love to see you all. You have been listening to the Dogsthorpe Infant School podcast. Join Captain Dave and his co-pilot, Eddie Edster, the well-being dog, on another launch pad soon. Until then... Always remember to be kind, be respectful, and most of all, dream, believe, and shine. Dogsthorpe Infant School is part of Hampton Academies Trust.